Welcome back to another episode of Kentucky Daily. Thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Derek Terry. Uh, had an interview today, as we promised on yesterday's episode, with Ben Roberts of the Lexington Herald Leader. Ben hopped on, gave a lot of great insight uh, into some of the top prospects on Kentucky's board for the 2022-2023 classes. Uh, we also talked a little bit about Jalen Duran and his decision on whether or not he will reclassify some of his pro prospects. Will he go to college? Some things like that. Uh, also talked a little bit about the Kentucky basketball roster and some of the changes moving forward in college basketball as name, image, and likeness takes place. Uh, obviously, we got a, a great glimpse of how the transfer portal will be operated uh, this past season. Uh, we saw a lot of movement in that way. But uh, Sean, not with us today. He's having some uh, some technical difficulties after his house was hit by lightning last night. So thankfully, everything was okay. Uh, but no internet for a few days. Hopefully, he can get that cleared up. Uh, I think uh, – in, in any circumstance, he should be on tomorrow's episode because he will go somewhere to record for us. But as always, uh, wanted to get another episode out to you guys. Kentucky Daily, brought to you every day by the Butcher's Pub. Uh, three locations, London, Pineville, and Williamsburg. Get out and see those guys. A great sponsor for us. Been here a long time uh, helping out the podcast. So get out and check those guys out. Uh, but I won't waste any more of your time. we got about a 20-minute interview with Ben Roberts of the Lexington Herald Leader. We're joined now by Ben Roberts of the Lexington Herald Leader. Ben covers basketball recruiting, basketball, football, horse racing. He wears a lot of hats over at the Herald Leader. Ben, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Derek. Thanks for having me. Ben, I wanted to hop in uh, June 1st, obviously. The recruiting period cranked back up. Lots of UK basketball talk going on. So I want to start you off with just a very open-ended, let you take this however you want. But now that UK's revamped recruiting staff or whatever you want to say uh, with Chen Coleman and Orlando Tigua being here, with those guys in place now for a few weeks, just what would you say is the overall general state of Kentucky basketball recruiting uh, as they head into late June and uh, early July? Yeah, I think this uh, this June period right now, um, obviously with the dead period ending the first and then this past weekend being the first time they could really get out on the trail and see guys in person. To me, it's kind of starting to resemble those first few years of the Calipari era when obviously Orlando was, was part of that crew um, where they just – it seemed like they were in the discussion and, and a real possibility for basically every top ten player in the country. Um, since that dead period ended, they've had – uh, seven kids um, set up visits, uh, seven, seven rising seniors from that 22 class set up visits for this month. And all seven of those guys are in the, uh, in the top 15 range in the national rankings. Um, and obviously some other, some other kids in that class have already committed elsewhere or, or we kind of know we're going pro. So, I mean, you're talking about a big, big majority of, uh, of those very elite players that Kentucky's getting on campus. And, um, you know, obviously – Cal and, and the previous staff had great recruiting success. I mean, every year he's been here, but it's kind of starting to get the sense. And I think you you realize when Cal made those hires and made those moves that he wants to really get back in the mix for some of these top guys. And at least right now, it looks like it looks like they're doing it. One guy who was in the news a couple of weeks ago uh, reportedly is considering reclassifying uh, Jalen Duran, who was depending on which website you looked at, either the number one or number two player in the 2022 class. It seems like 2021 could be an option for him. 
whether he goes to college or possibly to uh, one of the professional leagues, he seems like a guy who, out of all these other guys we're going to talk about on this podcast, Duran is a guy who could actually be on a college campus next fall. So what's kind of the latest on him? Um, do you see a fit with Kentucky? Do you think Kentucky will be one of those teams that, that is in the mix for him? Yeah, I, uh, you know, it, it was it was kind of been out there in the past few months that he was thinking about that move to 2021. Uh, but for a lot of that time, for really most of that time, there weren't too many people that you talked to that really thought he was going to play college basketball. Everybody thought, you know, he was going to, whenever he came out, he was going to turn pro, either the G League or the, the NBL in Australia. Um, now, in the aftermath of kind of, kind of when that became public in the last week or two, just kind of asking around in the immediate aftermath, I was told that uh, college is actually the more likely option. And um, the, the three schools that I hear the most or had been hearing the most are Kentucky, Miami, and Memphis. Um, and not coincidentally, those are the three schools that he's planning on visiting uh, this month. He was actually at Miami last week. He's supposed to start his official visit to Memphis uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, and then he's going to be here in Lexington um, a, a couple days after that. So I also heard UCLA possible dark horse with him. Um, but, you know, those three or four schools uh, seem to be the ones in the mix. As far as a fit with Kentucky, I, I think he'd be – he's a guy that you can build an entire team around, even at this late stage in the in the process going into the season. He's just – He's such a great player, and he's, I think, more importantly for wherever he ends up, especially if it were a place like Kentucky, he's a guy who's used to playing with other really, really good players. His, uh, he played, obviously, with Montbert Academy won a national championship this past high school season. That's a team that's going to put, you know, six, seven, eight guys in high major Division One programs off that team. Right now, he's playing with a, an AAU team that has Amani Bates, who you mentioned he's either – Duran's either the one or two player. The other guy in that discussion is Amani Bates. And then Derek Lively, who has become one of Kentucky's biggest targets uh, in this 22 class, another top 15 guy. And then there's, there's beyond that, there's, there's two or three other, um, you know, five-star, high four-star uh, recruits. So he's used to, um, you know, kind of playing within that system where he can, he can make a big difference uh, even when, when other good players are around him. So, yeah, obviously Kentucky has a lot of front court talent right now, but, you know, wherever he goes, he's playing 25, 30 minutes a game for sure. Yeah, that's, that's what we said on the podcast a few weeks ago, whenever that news came out that he might reclassify. He's a guy that even though at that point Keon Brooks had said he was coming back, it felt like Kentucky's roster was set. You, you would still find room for a guy like this. And honestly, at this point, with July 1st, kind of being the, the deadline to enter the transfer portal and then transfer somewhere else and play next season, uh, at least without a waiver, uh, it would seem like by the time he makes a decision, wherever he goes, that roster will probably be uh, pretty much locked in. You mentioned Derek Lively as a as a 2022 guy that Kentucky is on, um, you know, pretty hard right now. He is up to, I believe, the top 15 in the rivals rankings. And also another guy that visited recently that seems like has been kind of on a meteoric rise is uh, a shooting guard, Shaden Sharp. With those two guys, uh, it seems like Kentucky has really zeroed in. On, on them being top targets in this class. Would you say that's accurate? And how successful do you think UK will be ultimately uh, in those recruitments? Yeah, I think that's absolutely accurate. And, uh, you know, I mentioned there were seven top 15 guys to visit. One was obviously Sky Clark, who's already committed uh, as a point guard for next season. And of those other six guys uh, that have either visited or are planning to visit in the next few days, 
I think those are the two, Derek Lively and Shaden Sharp, that, that as of right now, I think Kentucky has the best shot at. Shaden Sharp especially, there, there's pre-existing ties there with his AAU program. His basketball mentor is the same guy who kind of brought along uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander in, in, a, in, a similar, in a similar way. And there's a lot of sh- there's just a lot of mutual respect between you know both Kentucky and, and Calipari going his way, and then them seeing what Kentucky was able to do with Shea and and what they were able to help him become. So I really like Kentucky's uh, standing with Shaden right now. And then with Derek Lively, um, you know it seems like it's going to come down to Kentucky Duke or, or Carolina. Obviously, Duke and Carolina have new coaches, yeah. uh, or or obviously Duke will have a new coach by the time Derek gets to college. So, you know, I, it's it's going to be interesting there. Calip- Calipari has had a lot of success with guys who kind of fit that mold that, that Derek Lively looks like he's going to be. Uh, Willie Colley-Stein is a guy who, who people bring up a lot, and they actually say Derek's a little – maybe a little taller, a little longer, and, and, a, and, and more offensive uh, – you know, more offensively uh, geared at this point in his development. So, yeah, I think – and. You know, the pieces kind of fit perfectly there. They've already got Sky in the mix. If you can get just kind of that dynamic perimeter guy like Shaden Sharp to go along with him, and then a Derek Lively is is the type of kid you can play with another big. You can have him be the five. Um, you can do a lot of things with him, and, and Cal's done a lot of things in the past with guys like that. So that that would be – if they were able to do that and get those three guys, um, you know, I think with what we kind of think they might have coming back and with the transfer portal being another possibility – I think that's a great, great group to, to start out with. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yeah, you brought up uh, North Carolina and Duke, and I wanted to talk about that a little bit. And an overall general kind of view of the future of college basketball. You have name, image, and likeness that will be coming uh, very soon. You have, like you mentioned, the transfer portal has already changed the way that Kentucky uh, constructed its roster this past season. And then you have some of the some of the game's best coaches. Uh, Roy Williams retired. Obviously, this will be Coach K's last year. I guess, how do you see Kentucky, obviously a blue blood program, one of the top college basketball programs of all time. How do you see Calipari handling the future of college basketball? Because it almost seems, and he's younger than Coach K and Roy Williams, but it almost seems like those guys in some ways are getting out at a time when the game still maybe resembles what it has been for a long time. Whereas a couple of years from now, I think the way we view college basketball and college sports in general will be much, much different. Yeah, I think this is, I mean, obviously this is a huge transition period and with, with name, image, and likeness uh, being a big part of it, you know, Cal's already shown he can he can navigate that transfer port. I mean, he's got the player, you know, we haven't seen how they mix on the court yet, but he's certainly got the talent uh, from that portal. And 
And I think what we saw this past spring, this past offseason, was Kentucky is going to be a destination for guys who are looking to transfer. Um, I, you know, some of those guys, well, Oscar obviously transferred in the middle of the season. There were rumors about CJ coming even before the season ended. Yeah. And then I think when, when players see that a Kentucky has a need at their position, they're going to be really eager to jump on that. So I think Cal's going to – I expect him to, to still target those top ten recruits, but whatever they don't have, whatever he thinks they need going into the season, it seems like he's going to have a pretty easy time uh, to getting those type of guys. And then with name, image, and likeness, I mean, he said it, Orlando, Chen, they've all said it, that Kentucky should be set up the best to, to benefit from that, and I think they're all right. Uh, you know, I mean, they're just – you, there's it's such a unique market Lexington Kentucky and and the way it treats college basketball and Kentucky basketball there aren't you know I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to to find another market like it in the country you know, Alabama football might be the only thing that comes close and I don't think there's really a match in college basketball obviously there are a couple that are close but uh, just navigating that making that you know, obviously they have to be careful how they recruit with that. We still don't know the details of it, but it's going to be a pretty easy sell to get guys to come and say, and even to point to players in the future and, and point to the Devin Bookers and the, the, the Tyler Heroes and John Walls and Carl Towns that, that have benefited so much by, uh, by coming here for a year and then, and then going on to the NBA and, and still kind of, kind of bringing that fan base with them. Is there anyone else in 2022 that we didn't talk about that you think maybe Kentucky fans should have their eye on before we move on to, to talk a little bit about the 2023 class? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's there's a few others visiting and, and have visited. The one that sticks out to me that, that's going to be visiting here in the next few days is Brandon Miller, who's uh, kind of a, a lanky forward uh, out of Tennessee, uh, supposed to be on campus this weekend. Another I think Rivals has them number 10 right now in the rankings. I think by the time it's all said and done, everybody will have them kind of around that range. Um, and he's another guy who Cal has had that a success with that type of player. And I think if you're able to bring him in, you know, he's, he's a little, he's more raw than some of these other guys in the top 10. He's got, he's, he's, he's skinny. He's got a long way to go. I think how he puts on weight and adds muscle and, and maybe as we see what he can do down low, I think that will kind of dictate what kind of player he becomes. But he's really skilled. He can stretch the floor. Um, just a really intriguing prospect. And if you can bring him on a team where maybe he doesn't have to be the guy right away, which a lot of other schools he's looking at, I think that would be the expectation. If you can bring him on and just kind of bring him along slowly, if he's one and done, that's great. If he's not um, – you know, give him give him plenty of time to compete against others and and uh, and find his way. Uh, I think he'd be another one that would be a really good addition to this class and somebody that I think they got a pretty good shot with uh, at least going into the, these these June visits. See, my Kentucky made contact, which you would expect um, early on in the class, but with 2023, it seems like they reached out to a lot of kids um, over the past week. Obviously, the headliner. In that class is Dewan Wagner Jr. Um, his father uh, obviously played for Calipari at Memphis back in the early 2000s. Grandfather Milt played at Louisville. Uh, obviously, a very esteemed basketball individual. I know it, it almost feels to me, Ben. Just, I mean, I don't cover recruiting as closely as you do, really, at all, actually. Um, but with the way that the transfer portal is working now, and Kentucky having this new staff, it seems like they're really engaged all in on 2022 because they have these guys visiting on campus and everything. 
Do you expect um, maybe the process for future classes to slow down a little bit, or do you still think it'll be one of those things where a lot of kids do go ahead and get their commitment out of the way uh, if they're going into their junior year or so? Yeah, no, I, I think to a certain degree it will slow down. I think some guys, you know, if they know they're going to play 30 minutes a game wherever they go and they know where they want to go, um, I think they might go ahead and, and decide early. And, and some guys are always going to decide early, uh, no matter what the circumstances. But, you know, I've talked to I've talked to coaches. I've talked to dads. I've talked to kind of people around AAU programs that have specifically explicitly said, uh, we saw what happened with the transfer portal and we don't really want to commit to a school even in the fall. We want to wait until the spring, get a better sense of who's who's going, who's leaving, who they might be looking at in the transfer portal uh, and then making a decision. Um, and kind of what I found over the past few weeks that I think is interesting is Calipari has built up a lot of trust with a lot of the, the bigger uh, AAU programs and, and high school programs around the country. And a, a couple people have told me, you know, like it's hard to, it's hard to trust anybody in college basketball when they tell you how, what the roster is going to look like. But we trust John Calipari. If he says this is, this is what it's going to look like and this is the role that I see for this kid, then we we're going to take him at his word. So uh, that's obviously an, an added benefit that, that he's he's kind of built up those relationships over the past uh, past two decades. Um, and, you know, we'll see if if, uh, if if it shakes out in Kentucky's favor. And Shaden Sharp's actually one of those guys. His, his, uh, his coach and mentor told me on the record that, uh, you know, they were going to take things slow. And, and they hadn't even planned to visit this month because they just wanted to see what everything looked like. But he explicitly said if – if John Calipari tells me this, then I'll believe this. And they popped up on campus last week. So I, I think that's another great sign in, in that um, recruitment specifically that, that Kentucky's in a pretty good spot. One of the last questions I have for you, obviously Kentucky revamped this roster. Guys went to the NBA, guys transferred, you know, pretty standard stuff at Kentucky. With how Calipari and his staff did go about filling this roster, it's early. I mean, we're just in June and we'll have plenty of time to talk about this as the season gets closer. But as an overall theme, do you think he did a better job getting this roster to constructed more in a, a modern way for basketball in college? Yeah, I do. I think if, uh, if, if anything, I think it's going to be difficult to keep everybody happy and it's going to be difficult to, to, you know, find the right minutes for everybody. Um, you know, we've talked to Ty Ty Washington last week, and, and he's explicitly said that Cal has said he wants to get back to that three-guard lineup like he had with, with Tyrese and Quick and uh, and Ashton Hagens a couple years ago, like he had with Murray and Briscoe and, and Euless a few years ago. He's, he's done it with some other teams and had a lot of success with it. And obviously, they're equipped to do that with, um, you know, you got Ty Ty, you got the SEC assist leader in, in Wheeler, and then you got Frederick and Grady and, and Dante. Um you know, if, if you want to score some points and, and you know, run, run in the open court, put three of those guys on the court at the same time, you, you, can, you can get a lot of shots down and, and get a lot of points on the board. But then on the flip side, you got so many great front court players like Oscar and Damian Keon, Lance, Bryce. Uh, you know, if Davion Mintz comes back, there's another guard. So he's got – it's he's you know, he's talked about positionless, it seems like, for five or six years. And a lot of those teams that he's built 
in that era of positionless basketball have not been very positionless or they've been way too heavy on, yeah. on guys at certain positions. Uh, so I think this group, I mean, if you want to go back to the traditional one through five positions, you can find about three or four guys that fit each of those five spots and, and can also fit in other spots. So, yeah, I think, I think, we're going to see if he, if he commits to it, you know, he could also trot out Oscar and Damien and, and Keon or Oscar yeah, and Damien awesome. and Lance or Jacob at, 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 a, at any certain moment, but he's got the pieces. If he wants to play quote unquote modern basketball and, and put three guards out there and spread the court and, and shoot threes, uh, this is the team that, that is capable of that. Last question. I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, but if you had to guess, if you were a betting man, you were putting money on Kentucky's next basketball commitment, who would it be? If you're comfortable. Well, that's, yeah, that's a good one. Um, as far as who they're in the best shape with, I think it would be Shaden Sharp at this point, um, just because of those pre-existing ties, the fact that he did show up on Kentucky's campus when he wasn't really – planning on making any visits at all. Now, the last time I had an extensive conversation with his coach, he's, he implied that they were going to wait till the spring. So, obviously, I think they'll end up with somebody new between now and signing period in November. Um, but the fact that he accelerated that visit schedule, I think, speaks to maybe they might be ready in the next few months to go ahead and, and make that decision. Uh, and then, you know, Derek Lively's one who – I think by the time, you know, really by the time we get to the end of this month, he's going to have a lot of the information he needs because he's taking official visits to UK, Duke, and Carolina all in June. Um, and, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up for more visits in August or September. So, you know, as of right now, I think those two guys are, are kind of at the top of the watch list to, to at least see what they do next. Ben, always insightful. Appreciate it. I don't think there's anyone better uh, keeping a rundown of Kentucky basketball recruiting. Um, ben, would you mind giving your Twitter handle? I don't have it pulled up here. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Ben Roberts HL on Twitter, and then obviously everything on Kentucky.com and the Next Cats blog uh, for for all the latest recruiting news and stories and everything. Yeah, and I, I would encourage people to at least buy a, di a digital subscription to the. Kentucky.com. I'm a subscriber, have been for a number of years, ever since they rolled out the uh, sports. Uh, I think it was a sports only at the time, but I do have access to other stories. Yeah. But, uh, Ben, we appreciate you coming on today, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Thanks a lot, Derek.